Hi, Karen Kambule here. Welcome to the Word Anchor Podcast, where we aim to search, find, share, and apply scriptures to life's issues. We will find victory and succeed in life if we are anchored in the Word of God. Please do enjoy this episode. Shalom. Greetings and welcome. Thank you for tuning in. This episode is titled, May Your Faith Not Fail. In the book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 31 to 32, the word of the Lord God says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. But he said to him, Lord, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Then he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny me three times that you know me. Praise God. Now these are words that you would not expect Jesus Christ to speak to Peter. Of all the disciples, Peter was one of those that were there with Jesus at all times. Peter is one of those that expect experienced so many things, great things. He's the only man amongst the 12 that walked on water. Imagine that. He was one of the three that Jesus Christ, when he wanted to pray or go into a secluded place, he'll take the three out of the 12. So he was an inner circle person. He was one of those people that would answer it. The first question that Jesus Christ would ask, Peter will be the first to answer. He was more like somebody that will always raise their hands in class when the question is asked. But here is a message from the Lord to him that there is a conversation that happened, that Satan went to God as he did with Job. The Bible tells us that Satan went to God in the case of Job and also requested Job. He went to God and God said, have you noticed my servant Job? And Satan said, ah, Job, you know, does he not fear you for nothing? You have put a hedge all around him. You have blessed him. Why would he not serve you? And the Lord said, you can, you can test him. It's okay. Because then Satan was now saying, the only reason that Job is faithful to you is because of what you have given him. And Satan tested Job. He lost everything, but his faith remained. He, having lost children, flocks, his health, he still was waiting for the Redeemer. Now, Peter is one of those people. Peter was a man of faith. He believed in the Lord. He believed and he took a step. He did not just say, I will follow you, Lord. He took steps, bold steps. He was not an ordinary man. He was a man of faith, an inner circle man. This was the same man that when they had fished all night and caught nothing, and the Lord came and said, throw your net to the other side. Peter, tired knowing that his experience is speaking against this whole thing of Jesus Christ, say, throwing your net onto the other side, knowing that it was already daylight now. Maybe the fish, it was not the right time now to fish. But Peter sought for one thing in the Lord. He sought a word. He sought a word. He said, at your word, I will let down the net. I'm not going to let it down because of my experience. Because you see, my experience has failed me. I toiled all night. 
I'm not going to let it down because I know better. Because my knowledge has failed to let me go to the side where the fish is. Therefore, I will only let down my net at your word. Speak a word, Lord, and I will do it. For the Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord God. And Peter was saying, I'm not going to move an inch unless you say something. Because your word comes with power. Your word comes with anointing. Your word instructs and things happen. In the beginning, you spoke a word and it happened. The earth was created by words spoken by God. And Peter knew the value of words. He said, at your word, I'll lower down my net. And he lowered down the net and he could not pick up that fish. So much fish that they had to call other people that were in other boats to say, come and help us to pick up the fish. He had a large catch of fish. He obeyed the word of Jesus. He was not an ordinary man. He was a man of faith. One time they have an issue about tax collection and Peter answers, you know, um, without thinking. When he gets to Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ says, go ahead and go to the um, river and, and to the sea and go and fish. And the first fish you catch will be the fish that will have money. The money that we need is in the mouth of a fish. Out of all the fish inside the water, one fish has money. What are the odds of you getting that one fish? Peter went. He went. Today it will be like playing lottery. Peter went and went and and came back with that money. That one fish gave him the coin that he needed. Some of us would have been arguing, doing all probability tests and all sorts of things. But Peter, he ran at the word of Jesus. One time Jesus Christ says, go ahead, I'll find you on the way. And they go into a boat and they start going to the other side. And in the middle of the night, Jesus Christ comes back to the disciples. He's walking on water. And when they saw him, they thought he was a ghost. So he was a bit far and they could not see him clearly. They said he was a ghost. He said, no, it's not, it's not a ghost. It's me. And Peter, having heard that it was the Lord, he said, ah, this is my chance. I want to experience what you're experiencing. But before I can step an inch out of that boat, I want to hear a voice. I want to hear your word. Say something, Lord. He said, if it is you, Lord, bid me to come. I want to walk on water. But I'm not just going to go on my own accord. I have no experience, no knowledge, no ability to walk on water. But at your word, I will walk on this water. I've never heard anybody walking on water. But at your word, Lord, I will walk on water. Tell me. Tell me to come. Bid me to come. Instruct me to come. And Jesus Christ said, come. He said, come. Peter stepped into the water and started walking. Sometimes we downplay the fact that Peter walked on water and we focus that he began to drown. But you see, the fact that they saw Jesus from afar means that he was at a distance, a distance enough for Peter to take some few steps. Because if Jesus Christ was close enough, they were just going to be able to see that this is the Lord. But they saw a ghost when they saw Jesus. And Peter walked towards Jesus. And secondly, when he started to drown, Peter cried out and said, Lord, help me. He did not cry out to the disciples who were in the boat. That means he was a bit further from the boat and closer to Jesus Christ. And the Bible says Jesus stretched out his hand to pick him up. So Peter walked a little bit of a distance on water. Now, this is the same person that Jesus Christ is saying, Satan has sought to sift you like wheat. 
his faith was tested and Peter failed. The fact that Peter failed does not mean he did not have faith. The fact that you are troubled does not mean you don't have faith. It does not mean that you are an unbeliever. The fact that you have failed, fallen down, flat on your stomach, it does not mean you are no longer a believer. It only means that Satan found you and he won. But you see, the end of it is up to you getting up. The end of you is up to you going back into your place of faith. Peter was a man of faith. Peter was a man of faith. But Satan wanted to sift him like wheat. He wanted to separate him from the disciples and from Jesus. You see, the attack of the enemy is not a sign that you are weak. Peter, having experienced all of these things, he faced a test that he failed. Not that he was weak, but the enemy had come at the time. You see, bad things will happen to anyone, even to the faithful, even to the men of faith like Peter. Jesus Christ was saying to him, be prepared. You are going to fall and you're going to fall hard. The Bible says after he had denied Jesus Christ and he had the rooster crowed, he cried. I can imagine the disappointment in himself. Jesus Christ did not say to Peter, you're not going to fail because I've prayed for you. Jesus Christ said, you are going to fail. And when you have been restored, come back and strengthen your brethren. Jesus Christ did not say, Satan has sought to kill you with uh, whatever attack and I've prayed for you that it will not happen. Jesus Christ is not saying to us, Satan has sought to kill you with sickness and I've taken it away completely. No, he's not saying Satan has, has wanted to sift you like wheat and take your children away. I've prayed for you that it will not happen. It happened to Job. It happens. Yes, he says, stand against the enemy. But he's not always saying, I'm praying that you would not go through the situation. Who is going to go through it? With whom is God going to break in heaven to say, this one is a faithful servant of mine. No matter how much you touch this one, they are not going to move away from their faith. The aim of the enemy is what is in the statement of Jesus. I have prayed for you that your faith shall not fail. Of all the things, of all the issues, of all the matters in Peter's life that could be protected by Jesus, Jesus decided to protect the faith of Peter. He did not decide to protect his dignity. He did not decide to protect his fishing business, but he said, I've prayed for your faith. You see, the issue was not in Peter failing by lying and saying he doesn't know Jesus, but it was in him losing his faith in Jesus. Peter and the other disciples had left everything to follow Jesus. Peter is one who had a revelation that Jesus Christ was the Christ the son of the living God, the Messiah that they were waiting for. He was the redemption of Israel. He was the one they were waiting to redeem them, to take them out of the Roman rule. But Jesus Christ, there he was talking about death. At one time, Peter said, no, Lord, it's not going to happen. You're not going to die on us. Peter had seen Jesus Christ doing miracles. He experienced miracles. He did not just watch. He participated in those miracles. Peter had the revelation about Christ. And he believed that Jesus Christ had come to save them. He had no understanding what kind of salvation Jesus Christ has come for. Now that Jesus Christ was arrested, Peter was disappointed. He was scared and he denied Jesus. Was this man not so powerful anymore? This man that raised Lazarus from the dead, was he not powerful anymore? This man that made a few loaves of bread and fish to feed thousands and thousands, was he no longer powerful this man that walked on water, can he fail to call fire from heaven to come and destroy all of those people that had arrested him? 
Was this not the Messiah? Can you imagine all the questions that might have been in Peter's mind? But Jesus prayed that his faith must not fail. You see, child of God, a text will come. Don't let go of your faith. You might lose a loved one. Don't let go of your faith. You might not even get the job or a husband all your life, but don't lose your faith. You might even feel like you are sinking, your boat is sinking, your life is sinking. Don't take your eyes off Jesus. You might feel like you have lost everything. You might actually have lost everything, but don't lose Jesus. The only thing that was guarded by Jesus and the heavenly beings is that your faith must remain. Why is faith so important that Jesus Christ would not pray for Peter um, not to fail in terms of uh, denying him, but not to fail in his faith? The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. When you are hit and hit hard, you need faith to defend yourself. You need faith to fight back. You need God. You cannot please God if you do not have faith. God cannot be moved to your case if you don't have faith. You see, faith is the currency of heaven. Remember when the boat was troubled by the wind and the waves? Jesus Christ asked the disciples who cried out, Master, why are you sleeping? Do you not care that we are perishing? Jesus said, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Why can't you have faith that you can stand and tell the wind to stop and it will stop? When Peter started to sink, Jesus Christ said to him, you of little faith. So you have some faith, Peter, but it doesn't endure. It doesn't go a mile. It goes a little while and it stops. When the centurion came and asked Jesus Christ to heal his servant, Jesus Christ said, I will come. And this man said, don't come to my house. Just say a word. I am a man under authority. I say to this one, come and he comes. I say to this one, go and he goes. Therefore, just say a word. And Jesus said, I have never seen such great faith even in Israel. Praise God. When the Syrophoenician woman begged Jesus to have mercy on her daughter and Jesus ignored her, the disciples told her to um, go, told Jesus to let her go. Jesus said, I have come to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman persisted and said, Lord, have mercy on my daughter. Have mercy on me. And Jesus responded and said, it is not good to give the children's bread to the dogs. And the woman took the posture that says, the bread on the table and the bread on the floor is the same bread. I'll take the crumbs and they're sufficient and my daughter will be healed. Now, Jesus Christ then said, woman, great is your faith. Why? She sought not the big things. She decided that no matter how small Whatever thing that he was offered by the Lord, it was sufficient. She received it. Her daughter was not even there. She went back home believing that her daughter would be healed and she found her healed. Now this is the faith that Jesus Christ prayed for Peter not to lose. And after everything else, keep on believing. Keep on having faith that God is God and is on the throne and is powerful enough and he is interested in your life. And there is power to help you. Do not lose your faith because of the issues of life. The enemy wants to separate you from God. The enemy wants you to stop believing in God. The enemy wants you to think God does not love you anymore. He wants to sift you like wheat, Peter. But when you have been restored, come back and 
support your brethren. Child of God, in this life, you may be hit and be hit hard. But God, your faith, praise God, God, your faith. It is through faith that you will experience miracles. You will not experience miracles because you are crying. When Peter was crying after having heard the rooster crowed, that was not the restoration. He had to come back and stand up for Jesus. And that was his restoration. It is faith that you need when you face trials. Peter failed, but his faith remained. That is the thing that Jesus Christ prayed for. He was hit hard, just like you and me. Time and again we get hit. Time and again we find a challenge. Time and again we need rescuing. It's not a time to complain. Why me, Jesus? Even last year this happened. Even that other year I lost my job and now I'm losing this and that. Why me? Why not the next person? There is conversations in heaven. Conversations that says you have faith that is strong enough to withstand and rise up again strong. When he was restored and Jesus Christ was in heaven, no longer there to protect him, and the Holy Spirit came and found them all in the upper room on the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts chapter 2. Peter came out boldly, looked at the people, a crowd, not two people. The Bible says 3,000 men received Christ that day. They were saved. They were cut to the core by a message of Peter, looking at them, telling them that you are the ones that killed the Messiah. You killed Jesus. You killed him. He was no longer afraid of going to prison. He was bold. He was restored. His restoration did not mean prison was not awaiting him. He was not restored because he was not going to go to prison. After this, he went to prison, actually. The very thing that he was afraid of when he denied Jesus Christ is the very thing that he experienced. He had to take that cup and go to prison. He had managed to stay away from prison the first time around. But when he was restored and his faith had not failed, he was bold enough to say, even if prison comes, I'm still going to tell you the truth. You are the ones that killed him. The men were cut to the core and said, what shall we do? He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the very same Jesus that you did not want. The very same Jesus that you chose not to have him and to have Barabbas. 3,000 men believed. After all that has happened here, after everything that has happened in your life, after all the troubles, after all the losses, after all the tears, after the pain, after the betrayal, after everything, after every suffering, your faith must remain, child of God. You must never ever lose your faith in God. Keep on believing. You will pray for the sick person when you are sick yourself and the person be healed and you remain sick. You still say, he is the Lord that heals me. Blessed be the name of Jesus. You might be hungry and God says, share whatever you have with someone else. And you're wondering, Lord, why are you not giving me more so that I can give to the next person? And the Lord say, give that which you have. You will have faith that I can release what I have. Like the widow woman that fed Elijah with the last meal that she had. She was about to eat that with her son and die. But she believed the servant of God. And the meal did not finish until the famine passed. Let your faith be intact. Guard it with all your heart. May you never lose it. It's what you need to stand against the enemy. As long as you are alive and you are here and the Lord tarries, 
the enemy is here too. And he is after you and after me and whomever he desires to have. May he not have you. May you hold on and say, Jesus Christ is Lord over my life. Jesus Christ is Lord over my life, even after everything that I've gone through. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wet Anchor Podcast. I hope you are inspired and blessed by this message. Kindly share it with someone and spread the word. Continue to be anchored in the word of God. Till next time, stay blessed.